A city has ordered a risky Halloween display to be taken down. A village priest is sorry for the smashing pumpkins. And the town of Watertown has run out of water. These are the weird stories from Monday on Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast, guys. It's the only daily weird news podcast in existence. That's right. We're recording in a closet, per usual. A city orders some risky Halloween decorations to be taken down. This story is out of Utah. Do you guys know anything about Utah? Very easy to offend Utah. Everything's risky in Utah. Ooh, you show a little ankle. Oh, what are you doing? (laughs) Drink a beer in a public park. Oh, my goodness. They'll run you right out, out of the state. Unless you're drinking that beer with your six wives, and then it's okay. A Utah gentleman's Halloween display had to be taken down. You're wondering, how? what was this risky Halloween display? Well, it was uh, skeletons dancing on a pole, like strippers. Pole dancing skeletons. And uh, apparently this ran afoul of local authorities uh, because he used the street sign as the, as the dancing stripper pole. It was a public street sign that was... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe he couldn't he couldn't find a, an affordable pole. You know, stripper poles aren't cheap, man. I don't know if you've looked up the price of stripper poles on Amazon. I heard they're not too cheap. Not that I was looking up prices of stripper poles. Not that I wanted to put one in my living room ever. I would never consider such a thing, all right? <laughs> Anyways, this stripper pole, the city was obviously displeased with it. They were He was using the city property as the stripper pole, and they asked the pole dancing skeleton Halloween display to be shifted over to the private property of the gentleman. His name is Christopher Fujishin. He put up this Halloween display next to the road outside his Grantsville, Utah home a few days ago. And it features purple wigged skeleton strippers doing a pole dance on the road sign while other skeletons are surrounding the pole dancing stripping skeleton offering money and watching. I mean, it's a, basically a stripper scene. I find it to be hilarious. Anytime you can, you can mix humor in your Halloween display, I am all for it. You know, you get the scary and the funny. You know, something for everybody. I mean, unless you're a Karen, and then there's nothing for you if you're a Karen. You know, life is horrible. Nothing makes you laugh if you're a Karen. You don't approve of anything when you're a Karen. It's very sad when you live in a community of Karens. also known as the no-fun zone. Now, the city officials initially posted on Facebook that this Halloween display violated city code because it used the street sign for the dancing pole, (laughs) which I I find so funny that he incorporated (laughs) the street sign. He really wanted people to see this, I think. Uh, He put a lot of effort into this amazing Halloween display. Why not not put it as close to the road as possible? (laughs) But, you know, I understand you can't use city property in your Halloween display. I mean, likewise, I'm sure he couldn't have incorporated the mailman into the stripper scene. You know, you couldn't have the mailman, you know, handing out ones. The mailman's a federal employee, after all. The city told Christopher that he had a certain amount of time to take down the Halloween decorations or they would be confiscated. Christopher, of course, uh, had to think fast and he decided to simply move the skeleton stripper scene onto his front yard. The entire scene is now completely on his own property, and he added lights and music. He told the media, Yeah, I look forward to keeping this going and getting a little more elaborate as I go along. 
Christopher admitted that the display is uh, maybe a little risque for some people, but it's all in the name of fun. Uh, Christopher has had to face a little bit of backlash from the community because they're saying that this skeleton stripper pole dancing scene might be inappropriate for the children in the area. To which he replied, Hey, if your kids understand what that is, maybe the problem's not the skeleton dancing on the pole. Maybe it's something else. Eh? You know, what can we say about this guy? He stands behind his Halloween decoration as he should. I think it's a lovely scene, and I like that he added some lights and music. That's appropriate strip club ambiance, in my opinion. And, and as far as offending people in Utah, I mean, as I said earlier, it's, you know, they're very uncomfortable with strippers. I, I, I'd imagine there is no strip club in the entire state of Utah. And if it is, they're just showing like a little bit of shoulder or something. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, Christmas time you can put a little scene featuring Baby Jesus and his eight wives, and that would be totally acceptable in Utah. That's kind of weird, Baby Jesus and his eight wives. A village priest apologizes for the Smashing Pumpkins. Why would you apologize for the Smashing Pumpkins? They're a great band, man. On the other hand, if you want to apologize for Nickelback, I can understand this story. There's another Halloween story. This one is out of Czechoslovakia. It's a great word, Czechoslovakia. Uh, the priest's name is Father Jeremir. Jeremir? Jeremir. Jeremir. Smechkal. 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 It's a J next to a K? How do you say that? Why would you put a J next to a K? Are you trying to ruin my day? <laughs> Maybe the J is silent. Maybe it's Smechkal. Then again, the K could be silent. Maybe it's Smedgel. Either way, the priest destroyed some carved pumpkins, also known as jack-o'-lanterns. He destroyed these pumpkins on two successive days in a park in a place called Kurdijov. 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 Kurdijov? Kurdijov. Kurdijov. It's a winemaking village somewhere in Czechoslovakia. It's a... It's in the region of South Morovia. You guys know the place. There's all kinds of jack-o'-lanterns there that seem to anger priests. All right, let's keep reading and find out what this priest has against Halloween pumpkins. What's his deal? What is his deal? Everybody's so up in arms about Halloween decorations. It really triggers people. It's so funny to me. It says here the priest has apologized for his pumpkin vandalism in an open letter to the mayor of the village. That was subsequently posted on the village Facebook page, if you'd like to read that. In the uh, apology letter, the priest said he would have acted differently had he known these were carved by the children. He he gives a damn about the children. Hey, let, let, at the end of the day, let's just, just be thankful he's paying more attention to the pumpkins than the little boys in the neighborhood. Here's a quote from the apology letter. Leaving the rectory on Sunday evening, I saw numerous symbols of the satanic feast of Halloween placed in front of our sacred grounds. <laughs> Is Halloween a satanic feast? That's that's news to me. <laughs> it's it's just I didn't. I mean, in my understanding, Halloween is not a satanic feast, nor a satanic festival of any sort. It's a combo platter of some other things: early Christian uh, rituals. Uh, it celebrates the harvest, it celebrates pagan rituals as well, from my understanding. Satanic, I don't think has anything to do with it. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Here's some more of the letter. Should we keep reading? It just seems, I mean, this guy's, uh, this guy thinks the world is a vampire here. I mean, he's very afraid. <laughs> Someone disarm him. Are you getting the lyrics, guys? He says, quote, I acted accordingly to my faith and my duty to be a father and a protector of the children. This duty's entrusted to me. Therefore, I removed these satanic symbols. <laughs> he added that in his view, the modern tradition of Halloween has been conceived in a heathen contemporary world as a counterbalance to the Catholic feast of All Souls Day. I mean, that's where this guy's coming from. He's still living in the 15th century, it seems. The media reported the story and said that local children had carved the pumpkins as part of Halloween festivities that were organized by the village that apparently this guy's unaware of. Some of the children are said to have been in tears when they were told that their creations had been destroyed by the priest. New pumpkins were left in the park but were found scattered and stomped on the next day. <laughs> Father Smetchkel Father said it, it had not been his intention to harm anyone, especially not the children. Priest in his letter went on to ramble about his duties. He says, try to remember everyone that my duty as a figure of authority and a priest is to protect the children and the families from evil. <laughs> evil pumpkins, man. Is this the evil that you're finding in the world? Is a lot more evil than this, bro. <laughs> I mean, turn on the news, dude. I'm not sure there's uh, much more productive things you can do with your time than breaking up the Halloween decorations and making the children cry. But, you know, priests have been making children cry for quite some time. I don't know if you know, you know that. That goes back centuries. So he should say, you know, my duty is, is to continue the tradition of priests making kids cry. That's why I did it. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, let's just all be thankful that this priest is smashing pumpkins and not smashing little boys. <laughs> hey, come on, man. That's a great joke. What do you got? Give me something on that, guys. Come on, give me something. All right, you know, I'm going to end this segment with my uh, Billy Corgan impression because I think it's pretty good. Here it goes. Here it goes. I used to be a little boy. So old in my shoes. What I choose is my choice. What's a boy supposed to do? The killer in me is the killer in you. The city of Watertown has run out of water. I mean the irony, guys. Watertown has run out of water. The story's out of New York, which disappointed me because I thought it was going to be Watertown, Massachusetts, and I was going to be able to do a segment filled with that lovely Boston accent that you guys just appreciate. But it's Watertown, New York. Hold on, guys. Water, Watertown, Mass is reporting. Hey, this is Watertown, Mass. We're reporting. We still got plenty of water, bro. We're good. We're good. Watertown, New York. The city of Watertown has run out of water. We have the mayor, Jeffrey Smith. Jeffrey must be losing his mind. I mean, how do you run out of water and what do you do? The citizens need water. Jeffrey says it may take three days before the city can restore the water to residents' homes and businesses. Mr. Smith says, quote, we don't know how for how long. you got to fill the entire system back up is what you got to do. It's not just the city of Watertown. You're talking about the Fort Drum Line, the town of Watertown, and the town of Pamelia. All right, so it sounds like more than one town is going to be without water. What do you do in that instance? Do you just take a bucket and go down to the river? I don't think you can do that anymore. You could probably wash your clothes down at the, the local stream, but I'm, I, don't, I don't think you can drink that water. Can you boil pond water and then drink it? I don't know nothing about making water. If the apocalypse comes, guys, I cannot survive. <laughs> 
I have no DIY survival skills whatsoever. Uh, having Jonesy attempt to survive in nature would not be a success. Here's what I'm good at. I can identify poison oak and poison ivy because <laughs> I'm allergic to it. So I can identify poison oak from like 100 yards, man. I'm good at it. But, you know, I, I'm not going to be making a fire out of twigs. It's just, you know, I need I need a lighter and lighter fluid and all of, all of that. I don't know how to recognize edible plants either. I would... I would eat some berries and die within four days if you left me alone in the wilderness. Okay, back to the story here. Let's find out what Watertown's going to do about this. Are they going to change their name from Watertown to Drytown? Or uh, No Aguaville? Or No Watertown? Or Lesser Watertown? Or just Town? <laughs> just call them Town? We used to be Watertown, but now we're just Town. Why? Well, we got no water. We simply ran out of water. Thank God we didn't run out of town. We still got town. <laughs> we have Governor Kathy. I assume she's the governor of New York. Let's find out what Kathy thinks about Watertown not having town. She said, we are in the process of deploying emergency water to Watertown residents. No fear. I have directed the Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services, along with the Departments of Health and Environmental Conservation, to work closely with local and federal officials. The State Emergency Operations Center has been activated as well. And the staff from the DHSES, the DEC, and the DOH are currently on the ground to ensure the safety of the Watertown community at this time. School and local government offices had to be closed. Students were sent home. Non-essential city employees also sent home. The health organization says that it's shutting down several departments, including general surgery, the pain clinic, the wound care center. You better not get a wound this week. You better, you better withdraw yourself from your scheduled surgery as well. You got any pain? Well, good luck. There's, no, there's not going to be any pain clinic. You're going to have to deal with your pain at home without any water, which means you probably can't even ice it. Ooh, that's rough when you can't ice your pain. What do you do? Samaritan's entire health and wellness plaza has also been closed, including the Family Health Center and X-ray, MRI, and CT labs as well. My goodness. The Watertown city manager has issued a mandatory conserve water notice ordering people to refrain from unnecessary water use he said that all water should be boiled before being consumed as well okay so i got that right you can boil but can you just get it from the lake down the street can you do that can you catch rainwater boil it and drink it i got so many questions about surviving without water oh, man i'm so grateful i was born in the 21st century the city's sending out text messages to all the residents, ordering them to conserve water. The city has everybody's phone number? That seems strange. My city doesn't have my phone number, I don't think. I don't think. I mean, I get Amber Alerts, but that's like, uh, I, I don't know who has that number. Is it the city? It's just, I think it's the police department, correct? Anyways, they're going to, don't worry, guys, you're going to get a text message telling you not to use water. The uh, city also said that the local water park will only be operating three of its slides. Uh, they're, they're closing down four water slides because there's not enough water. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't even know if there's a water park there, but that would have been funny. So even though we've told the water park to, uh, shut off their lazy river, but, uh, several of the other rides will be available. Yay! Well, we have another weird AF news episode in the can guys. Thanks for spending a little time with your buddy Jonesy. I hope you had a great weekend. I want to thank everybody who reached out to me over the weekend. Hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday episode, and I want to apologize. There was a technical situation where apparently they only published about 14 minutes of my 20-minute long Florida Friday episode. 
So the segments made it into the episode, but unfortunately they cut it off at my last advertisement and my outro where I gave thanks and praise to some people. So I'm going to have to go back to listen to the, listen to the outro and then re re add some of those elements into maybe tomorrow's episode. I just realized today that that was the thing. And uh, I've reached out to Spotify about that. How strange. Anyways, uh, I hope you were able to enjoy it. Nonetheless, the segments were in there. Um, you didn't miss much, just the outro. As I said, uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, supporting the show despite such mistakes. And despite this being sort of like at times, maybe like a low quality, lower quality podcast, you know, it doesn't have the production value as let's say NPR, but then again, I don't have a team of 120 people. So, I mean, I, you know, it's just a guy in a closet here, so I'm doing the best I can and I have to deal with everything myself, including advertisers and I have to deal with Spotify on the technical side. I have to write and record and edit and produce and then, and then market and just do it all. So, um, occasionally there's a glitch. So thanks for bearing with me is what I'm saying. I want to give thanks and praise to someone who joined the Patreon over the weekend. Give it up, everyone, to Janet Neely. Janet joined the Patreon. So grateful. That's a that's just an amazing way to step up your support for the Weird AF podcast. And it's quite generous, um, joining the Patreon. It's sort of like uh, buying Jonesy a beer every month or a cup of coffee every month. Uh, when you become a member of the Patreon, you also get extra uh, weird AF content as well as a member of the Patreon. So that's another thing that I do is I, I'm constantly throwing in uh, weird material into the Patreon, keeping that going, keeping my patrons entertained as best I can. So I appreciate Janet Neely. Big shout out to her for joining the Patreon. Uh, what else here? I had I wanted to read an email that I got from a lovely listener. We have, uh, it's Jennifer Lopez. She wrote, I have recently started listening to and enjoying your podcasts. Jonesy, I have some feedback. One, Kenny in New York City doing rat talk is awesome. I have met him in person a couple of times. He is helping to reduce the rat population. Number two, I think you need to get out of the closet. For many of us, it has been hard. Loved your episode about LGBT plus people and the Pope. Three, next time you come to NYC, we should go get gay Pop-Tarts and gay cereal. <laughs> awesome. Number four, you have to keep the balls in the fridge, otherwise they go bad. There are some religions that do not allow you to throw away your balls when they are chopped off. Thank you for everything, Jonesy. Jennifer Lopez. I'm so grateful for that email. Thank you so much, Jennifer Lopez. That made me feel really good. And I hope you'll continue to be a loyal listener of the Weird AF News podcast going forward. If you're new to the show, uh, what we do here, what do I, what I do here is weird news five days a week. And on Friday, it's only weird news from Florida. So please, if you like that, you want to give that a try, please subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, you just hit the like button and that's how you follow the podcast on Spotify. I know I'm getting a lot of new listeners uh, from Spotify. So uh, yeah, please subscribe to the show. And if you want to send me a, a lovely email, uh, don't hesitate. Funnyjones at gmail.com is my email. My number is 614 2012 That's the phone number to Weird AF News. And you can leave a voicemail if you'd like. Um, you can say what's up. You can ask me a question. I'd like to ask you guys, what is your favorite Smashing Pumpkins song? I love that. Mine is Mayonnaise. You guys familiar with this song? It's off of, uh, what's that? The one with the baby on the, on the cover. Cherub Rock? Is that the name of the album? Anyways, there's a song on there called Mayonnaise that I'm crazy about. 
It didn't have really any uh, radio play or anything of the sort. It's, uh, but it is, it's just such an amazing song. Also, uh, feel free to judge me on my Billy Corgan impression, if you'd like. Uh, I kind of take pride in my Billy Corgan impression. And when I sing Smashing Pumpkins at karaoke, I always try to do my best to do a, a spot-on Billy Corgan. Shout-out to the Pumpkins, man. I love that band. Shout-out to Billy Corgan and the Pumpkins. What else? I feel like I'm rambling here. If you'd like to join the Patreon, like Janet Neely, the superstar, then uh, go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. You can join that way. There's a link in the description of the podcast. Uh, there's a link in the description of the YouTube video as well, if you're listening to this on YouTube. You can also download Patreon on your smartphone, the app, and do a search for Weird AF News on there as well. Or go to weirdafnews.com, and you can just click on the Patreon banner. It's right next to the banner that says, Buy Jonesy a Coffee, so you can do that too if you just want to make a one-time donation. That's pretty sweet. And of course, you know, we're all going through some financial things, right? Not all of us, but many of us are going through financial issues. They've turned on the student loan payments fairly recently. So maybe you're struggling, in which case you can't support the show in that way. But there's always something you can do. You can leave a review of the show on Amazon or uh, Apple Podcasts, or you could tell a friend about it, which is which is great. Why not spread Weird AF News to somebody that you think would get some joy out of it? Because uh, we need some joy right now. You know how the world has been lately. All right, I love you very much, and good luck with your life, man!